This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jurukowski, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success Podcast. This is a very, very special episode for me. And before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that are here with us today, watching, listening from all over the world. We have listeners from over 40 countries now, wow. which, which is pretty cool. And, and uh, the other day I was thinking about one thing. This is episode 292. So if somebody is a real fan of the I Love Success podcast and really loves me and want to you know, consume all this amazing content. If you watch or listen to one podcast a day, you can go on for almost six years every single day. And when I thought about that, I was like, that's pretty cool how when you do something consistently, it adds up. So thank you guys for supporting me, for, you know, listening. And thank you all the guests for coming on. Today I am in Beverly Hills with an amazing man, I've known him longer than he's known me, and uh, this is this is the, what happens with people that you somehow meet and they give you that energy. So I met uh, Josh at an event, I think two or three years ago, and I don't think you even remember seeing me there, but then our paths aligned and our paths crossed, and I always remember the energy you brought to other people, and I think that's something beautiful. and. A few people have that where they give so much energy. So today we're going to talk with Josh Spitzen, CEO of Keller Williams Beverly Hills, a father, a family man, a guy that wants to give much more than he takes on this planet. So without further ado, Josh Spitzen, welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Pleasure to be here. Very, very honored. Um, and it really just in the short period of time we've got to know each other. Um, you really have made a very, very big impact and impression on me just seeing your energy, your authenticity, and your level of consistent action. So kudos to you on 292. That does say a lot. I'm a big believer in being disciplined and consistent and playing the long game, and clearly you understand that. Thank you so much. So this show is about honoring you. We want to talk about something that I know you're in love with, which is mindset and helping people elevate and Usually when we meet people like you, Josh, there's usually a story behind where does that love for other people come from? What challenge did you have to go through in your life in order to have all this love and energy that you want to share with other people? Yeah, I think we're all a product of our upbringing and, and, and our childhoods in many ways and how we take that experience and how we harness that for good or for bad is always a personal choice. Um, I did have a pretty tumultuous upbringing. My parents got divorced very early. Um, and as a result of that, I think I had to become independent very early. Um, my mom had custody of me. Um, she was a working mom. So I was, again, sort of on my own for a large part of that. And, you know, we have an amazing ability to adapt and be resilient. And I learned that very early on, especially as the older sibling. So my brother and I fortunately had each other, but I was the older brother and he sort of took my lead. Um, and again, as a result of that, I really um, became very independent. And because of all that sort of turmoil, I also, I think, became very driven and consistent to create a lot more, quite frankly, stability and control in my own life. So I think that's where it all starts. And I've taken those lessons and continue to fortify them and build upon them. And it has what's, it has been a big piece of what's created you know, my success is being very disciplined, very consistent, very habitual, and that helps me create structure. Yeah. Awesome, and, and so this happened, you born in Jersey, grew up in Philly, like when, when does this happen in your life? How old are you, and what, how do you start finding your, you know, path? Yeah, so I actually, I was born in New Jersey, you're, you're right, my parents got divorced um, before I can even remember, um, when I was actually briefly living in Florida with both of them. When they got divorced, my mom moved to uh, Boston, Boston, which is where I lived from the age of three to 10. Yeah. Um, and then from 10 on, I moved to Philadelphia. So um, to answer your question, um, you know, we moved around a lot. Again, that is part of the, the, the sort of turmoil and there was yeah. a lot of friction with my parents. And I think one of the things now as you're saying, I had to sort of balance, and a lot of people can relate to this, you know, having a relationship with both my parents and them 
quite frankly, really speaking ill of one another and, and try to be somewhat of a peacemaker at a very early age. And that, I think, helped me connect more with people. I think I built that skill from that. Um, and, and I think authenticity and just being able to see things from another person's perspective is something I very much pride myself on and I think has served me very well in life and in business, right? I'm a big believer that uh, building mutually beneficial relationships, whether they be personal or business, is the key to success, which also fundamentally means genuinely trying to see things from the other person's perspective and make sure you're mindful and respectful of that and not just be self-serving. Right, and when everyone's winning, everyone's happier, and you build much stronger, sustainable relationships as a result of that. Yeah, and uh, that's something that I feel you truly embody. Uh, how how was it growing up in Philly? It feels like a kind of rough, rocky kind of culture. Like, how is life there? Is the cold winters? Like, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think maybe that's a little bit comes from maybe rocky or something, <laughs> you know, um, where people think of Philly. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, it's a big city with a lot of diversity. There's some, you know, tough neighborhoods and some beautiful neighborhoods, like any big city. I quite yeah. frankly, I grew up uh, in the western suburbs. Actually, a very nice, you know, upper middle class area. Yeah. Um, you know, so there, there, there was not, you know, I, I didn't come from tremendous means, but we were certainly not like poor and what have you, you know, yeah. so, but I did, I did earn, I became very driven, very competitive, both scholastically um, and um, academically and in sports. Yeah. And I think I excelled in both of them. And that I think was just a product of like, you know, creating structure for myself and, and just, I don't know, an, an intensity and an energy. I've always, you know, when I, when I used to, go to my friends, you know, houses for play dates or whatever, I was always the very hyper kid. I think yeah. some of that is environment and some of that is genetics. You know, I talk about, you know, we talk about nature and nurture. I definitely think there's some of both, you know, I wear my wrist, environment matters, yeah. but there's definitely a genetic component to a, a, a lot of life. And I think I've always been wired to be high energy. Um, and that was, you know, just something that I think I've always had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I can relate to that. I think, uh, and I read a book about Happiness, for example, they say 50% of that is genetic and 50% you can actually affect, which is a lot. Uh, curious, what did you dream about as a kid? And like, how, how did you, like, when did you decide to move to another city? I know you lived in New York. You, know, you can just share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I was always very big into sports. I mean, every sort of waking moment was playing sports. Um, you know, we played, you know, football on the street, we played football, you know, and football became, you know, my escape and what I excelled at. I, I was captain and quarterback of both my high school and college football teams. Oh, wow. um, you know, I'm not sure I ever really, you know, I'm sure really early on, I aspired to be, you know, professional football player, but I think I, I you know, reality struck pretty quickly at five foot nine the likelihood of that happening was not very high. So I always knew that school was really, really important and that was ultimately gonna be my my path towards success. Yeah. And um, I always had a, a quantitative sort of acumen. I uh, excelled in, in math yeah. and, and business. I w always had an entrepreneurial spirit as well. We had, my friend and I had a pretty darn successful uh, landscaping business oh, um, wow. throughout high school. And we were always just never afraid to go after it. Um, and you know, I remember someone saying, "Hey, can you can you trim our tree?" And like, we had no experience. We didn't even have a like a chainsaw or anything. And we're like, "Yes." I mean, I said yes to everything, and then I figured it out afterward. And I think that is a way I fundamentally live my life. I always feel like there's a solution if you're committed and determined to, as I say, make it happen. You may not have the answer in the moment, but if you're committed enough, you'll figure it out. So, as you asked me that question, I think that that became a core philosophy of mine very early on. And that entrepreneurial spirit and that business and, and, and quantitative acumen definitely led me to business. I knew I wanted to be a successful business person. Yeah. And um, you know, I went to one of the top colleges in the country and Pomona College, um, always was, and continue to be always curious. I was always fascinated by California. Um, so that ha drew me to this amazing place where athletics and weather and you can do you know be at the beach and be at the mountains in the same day coupled with being at a top academic school and a place where I could play college football at a division three level is what brought me to Pomona and then from there um, investment banking and, and and so forth so to answer your question I, I knew I wanted to be a business leader and business owner I think you know since high school since high school yeah. and uh, that type of drive and mindset that you, it sounds like you had very early on and it, you just 
added on to that for every every year. Do you recall where that came from? Uh, was it a coach you had, a mentor you had, a book, or just naturally? You know, it's funny. I, I, I do think about that a lot. Um, I, I can't pinpoint it to a, a particular person, quite frankly. My dad, um, both my parents had significant, of course, influence on me. As much as there was um, turmoil, you know, growing up, what I will tell you is I had a lot of love, yeah. you know, from both my parents. They did not get along or speak at all, which put me in a pretty darn, in my brother, precarious position. Yeah. But nevertheless, I knew they cared and they loved and they were very involved in our lives. So yeah. I want to make sure that that's clear. My dad, very smart, uh, very philosophical, very curious. So that definitely piqued my sort of intellectual acumen. Um, he he did well as a business person himself. It wasn't nearly as consistent as, as I am, which I learned from. Yeah. My mom, always very disciplined, driven, and, and had that level of consistency. So I'd like to think I take some of the best from both worlds. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there was a particular person. I just know I've always been very, very competitive in everything I do. And I aspire to be the best at whatever I do, recognizing that you gotta put in the work to get there. It's not yeah. gonna happen magically. And I always say there's no shortcuts other than being disciplined and consistent. Yeah, it's interesting that the whole competitiveness, how that comes out differently in different persons. My father is my sensei in karate, and I've seen so many kids, and there's some people just have that competitive in them, and some can learn that as well. Uh, for you, do you think that just came naturally, that you just wanted to win and it was important to you? I, I have to say, I think it is, and, and, and I'm a big believer in in, in growth mindset and, yeah. and recognizing that you know effort trumps talent all the time, yeah. and and all these things are learned and developed. I, I do think that, I, and I continue to learn and develop and fortify yeah. all that I do. But I think I have been wired for being very competitive from a very. I think if you were to ask, you know kids that were my friends in grade school and everything, I've always been very, very competitive. Yeah. And I've always aspired to be you know, great at what I do. And I'm never really all that you know, happy unless I'm at the top of whatever I'm doing. It's interesting because I, I'm thinking about that myself. I'm very competitive and, and, and then I ask myself, but why? Yeah, why yeah, is yeah. it so important to yeah. win? Yeah, I guess for me, it, it, to me, it's not necessarily so important to win. It's so important to put forth my best effort, which is okay. the number one thing I try to yeah. instill in my son, Max. Yeah. It's like, don't, uh, don't attach yourself to the outcome. Attach yourself to the effort. And the if effort, you put yeah. forth your best effort, that's all I care about. That in and of itself is success. And yeah. with, with that said, yeah. when you do that over time, you win a lot more. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. And, yeah. and, and talking about Max, right. I was just watching before coming here today. Fridays are usually my my day off where I relax, and I was preparing for this. And I watched. I went back to the first, you know, dad and the dude. For oh, I gotta go. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I think I watched like thirty or forty. And yeah. it, it's so interesting for people uh, watching and listening to this show. Josh have something that started during COVID, right? Uh, daddy right and the at the dude. beginning of the COVID. Uh, uh, COVID. Yep. Inspirational talk with you and your son every Sunday. A uh, video. Uh, you post on we Instagram. We haven't missed any other than we took a vacation to Europe yeah. about a, less than a month ago. And intentionally, I gave him a break. That's the only two we've missed since missed. the beginning of the pandemic. Hats off. Yeah. That, that yeah. takes commitment. But yeah. I saw, you know, we talk about growth in life. And with Max, your son, we could really see the growth because he was literally smaller. <laughs> and he was saying like one or two sentences. And now he's like talking and bigger. And it it kind of made so much sense for how we, we grow in life. But when we were small and we were kids, we kind of see it. So uh, first of all, this that what you guys are doing is awesome. And he must have learned so much. Oh, he's definitely. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's obviously when you're close to something, it's hard sometimes to appreciate the growth and the evolution. But even I can, even I see him every day, yeah. see how much he's grown. And certainly people talk about it all the time. And it, it's, it's great to go back. And I do get the memories on <laughs> whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and I see the old ones. And it, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable, both physically and of course, you know, intellectually yeah. and, and what have you, how much he's grown and evolved. And I keep saying, like, we're gonna go back, you know, several years from now and look back on those and they're gonna be like gold. Gold, yeah. 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 That, that's, that's the great thing with creating a content that has value it, it's evergreen like this conversation I'm I, that's why I love doing this because somebody in 10 15 50 or 100 years 
can go back and listen to these universal questions that I believe we have had since, you know, humans came to earth and I believe we're not going to solve them that easily. So there will always be, you know, relevant in a sense. Uh, I'm curious, like, how did you end up here in Beverly Hills? Can you just talk us through that journey? I know you were working in New York, uh, investment back banking, uh, Equinox. Like, can you just short story and sure. what you learned from the different areas that you've been working? Yeah. So I guess first and foremost, I've always been a believer in, in, in going after it pursuing your dreams and not being afraid to fall on your face and make mistakes and iterate and pivot and become better. And I have lived my life that way, you know, and I've learned a lot through that that, the, that journey. And a lot of that has been from the mistakes I've made, quite yeah. frankly. And I, I always say I have no regrets because what, you know, it got me to where I am now and regret doesn't really get you anywhere, you yeah. know? So, so I'll say, I'll start there. Um, yeah, I pursued it, uh, you know, I started off in investment banking because that was supposedly, you know, the elite thing to do, yeah. you know, after graduating from a top school and it was the highest paying job. And then actually when you break it down on an hourly basis, you realize it ain't as good as it looks. Right? <laughs> and on top of it, I was, you know, miserable far too often. Well, I learned it because it, I was working, you know, six and a half, seven days a week till midnight and I just had no life, you know, in your, you know, early to mid twenties, that's not a great way to live for me yeah. at least, you know, yeah. as much as I learned a lot and I have no regrets at all, I recognized pretty early on that this was not going to be for me. And I, it, you know, even, even as a stepping stone to something bigger, you know, so I, I, I pivoted out of that. I ended up gravitating toward the fitness world, which has always been a passion of mine from my, my, my passion for sports. And I've been a fitness person since, you know, as, as a teenager, very yeah. consistent in that journey. You were on Upper West Side, right? Yes. In New York, yeah. Yep. So I lived on the Upper West Side. I was an executive with Equinox. And I think that's where I found my passion for leadership. And I'd been in leadership positions, you know, as a kid in sports yeah. and, and other things. And I think I've sort of had some natural leadership acumen. But I recognized at Equinox that that was my purpose in life. That's where I conscientiously said, this is what I'm destined to do. Um, is be a leader in an organization. And, and quite frankly, I have very diverse interests. I didn't necessarily know it would be, whether it's fitness, whether it's real estate, it probably could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so that's where I conscientiously learned that. Um, I ended up gravitating out of that to, as I like to say, scratch my entrepreneurial itch. Yeah. Ended up opening some restaurants, um, had no formal training in any of that. My brother and I were business partners. Yeah. We actually went around you know, the East Coast and looked at models that we wanted to model and emulate other, other concepts and created our own. Um, we did that for a few years, great, great experience. But then I also learned that that was not nearly as financially fruitful as we had hoped. You know, um, I did enjoy it. It was stressful, as is anything that you are ambitious about. Um, so we pivoted out of that. And um, and then at that point, I had been investing in real estate um, on a relatively small scale, recognizing real estate is a great vehicle to building wealth and passive income. Um, so I spent in between shifting periods in my life. I'd always been looking at real estate. And my brother and I yeah. did that largely together. And then after selling my last restaurant in Brooklyn, I reassessed my life and I realized that I'm much happier in warm weather. As much as I love New York City and probably it is my favorite city, it's cold a lot of the year yeah. and my body and my, my mind don't are, are not very receptive to that. And I realized I'm much happier because I'm very active in warm weather. I want to move back to Southern California. So I ended up coming back out here maybe about 16 years ago. I aligned with another fitness company and I was an executive with this company called Spectrum. Yeah. Um, my aspirations were to be their CEO. I was a vice president for them. I realized after being with them for a couple of years that for various reasons that was not likely to come to fruition. And I did not see a continued path toward growth. Yeah. For me, if I'm not growing, I'm dying. And if I'm not growing, I need to find another path. So let, let me, that, that's, I recognize that as well. And I felt like that was no longer there for me. So I ended up parting ways. Um, and then I did some temporary consulting work for some startup companies. And through a friend of a friend, I got introduced to this company called Keller Williams, yeah. of course, that I'd heard of. This was 10 years ago, yeah. um, but was not looking to get into the brokerage world. But I've always been open-minded and always been curious. You don't know unless you, unless you uh, open yourself up to yeah. possibilities. And I, through that process, I met a gentleman that I connected with 
very quickly. Uh, he piqued my interest. I learned a lot more about Keller Williams and I felt like, hey, this is a really smart, purposeful, intelligent business model that I can really relate to and stand behind and be passionate about, which is very important to me. Whatever I align myself with and whomever I align myself with, I've got to, the, the values need to be compatible for sure because yeah. it's my credibility on the line and my, and, and my integrity. Yeah. Um, and also though, that there were leadership and ownership opportunities. I did not need to be on the sales side. I could be in an ownership and leadership capacity. And when I saw that coupled with how powerful the business model was, I'm like, wow, this is something that could really be enticing and be in alignment with, with me and, and, and a real path toward growth. Yeah. Um, also part of that was that I was aligning with um, a gentleman named Paul Morris, um, who's now my business partner, one of my best friends, who had created a very big world even then. And I felt like, hey, if I perform, there will be abundant opportunity for me yeah. to grow. So I got into it from day one yeah. um, to own multiple offices and own multiple businesses, real estate related. And, and quite frankly, that's how it has played out with a lot of discipline and consistency and creating value for others, which is what I'm most passionate about. And that, uh, that vision came early, right? And I, and I think that's interesting when you, when you meet with people uh, I listened to a podcast with Eric Thomas. I don't know if you've uh, listened to him, the hip hop preacher. Yep. He just uh, released a new bo- book. And it's like most people have short-term goals and then they quit. It's like short-term goals for me are five years and long-term are 10 years. And I, and I think that was amazing in a way. And, and when I look at my life myself, when I go, when I started competing, I know I'm gonna do this for at least 10 years. Uh, and what do you want to say about that? Because we're in an industry where people quit uh, pretty quickly. The gym as well, all, all over life. We don't even have to choose an industry. People all over, unfortunately, quit very quickly. And I do not believe it's because it's weak people. I just, I believe it's because the leadership is not always there and, and, and that ability to help somebody see that vision. So can you just talk a little bit about that? I, I think it all starts with embracing the process. We hear that time and time again. Yeah. Let me elaborate on that. For me, I love the process. I definitely have big, broad goals and a big vision, but if I'm not enjoying the journey, then you're never or rarely ever going to ultimately get to the end game. So for me, I love what I do on a daily basis. And I know that if I do it with purpose, with discipline, with consistency, then in time, it will turn into something gigantic, but it will take time. So I always say, I said it earlier, play the long game, right? Recognize that anything extraordinary takes time. Um, But critical in that, to connect that that now to the future is enjoying the process. And again, it comes back to what I said earlier about like the effort is where you determine success, not don't attach yourself to the outcome, attach yourself to the effort. And if you put forth that best effort with consistency over time, believe me, you're gonna end up with great results. No, I'm 100% with you on that. I, do you think it's- It creates so much value that you become indispensable. That's yeah. another key thing for me. You yeah. call your own shots when you've created enough value for others. And that takes time. In order to build trust, people need to see you know, what you do over time, right? Yeah. What you do speaks so loudly that I can't hear what you say. I'm a great talker, yeah. but that's garbage without people actually seeing the action, yeah. right? That's where you really build trust. And, and, and by definition, that takes time. And I think most people don't understand that. So when they don't see an instant return on their effort, then they give up start over yep yeah and uh, I I don't know I'm trying to redefine the concept of success with this show and I always ask uh, most of my guests like what's your definition of success because I believe it's different for everybody and I and I think the reason we're, we're in the real estate environment here and a lot of people come come here for the money and when they don't come right away they they move on to something else and that's true for many industries but uh, what is truly the definition of success? I mean, for me, I think, first of all, the yeah. definition of success is unique to everyone, number exactly. one. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's start there. Yeah. So I can and only I think speak that's to important to, yes. to, that's, to share. And there's no right or wrong. And yeah. I think just being honest yeah. with yourself and with others is critical to answering that question. Yeah. For me, the definition, definition of success is what kind of impact do I have on others? Yeah. You know, I have a platform that I've earned 
and never take for granted that allows me to make a positive impact on others yeah. and largely through mindset and leading by example and being what I hope to be and continue to try to improve upon you know a radiant exemplar as a, as a as, as many people will say or what you know has been written about so for me that is success is the legacy that I'm creating right this minute your legacy is not created when you're when you're passing away it's created every single day through your actions and through the impact you have on others and I call my world and I mean it quite literally as building leaders including myself Right? In leadership, we all are leaders if we choose to be. If we choose to give with no expectation um, and we live our lives that way, it's amazing how abundant your life can be. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's incredible how, how beautiful life can be when you truly give with no expectation. And, and the funny thing is when you don't expect it, it comes to you all the time. Uh, so mindset. Let's dig a little bit deeper into that. I, I know there's a lot of people listening to this show that are you know, on the path to creating their dream. And there's a lot of challenges in that path. It's a long, long journey. Uh, and sometimes you doubt yourself. Your confidence level goes down. Your self-care self and, and all of that, how you see yourself. How do you work with that? And, and what advice do you have to people that are in a struggle right now? They're doing all the right things, but they, they don't see the results several philosophies I have and that I try to live by. One is focus on what you can control, yeah. okay? Um, we spend a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of distraction on extraneous circumstances and what other people do and say. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that we have no control over. Some of it we do. Some of it we can have influence on others. So I think it always, to me, starts with having a clear purpose yeah. or a clear goal, having a plan, such that the activities that are going to bring that purpose to fruition are clear and, and objective and then executing that plan which goes hand in hand with focus on what you can control and and i live my life that way through mindset so i try to do my best to put my best foot forward and focus on again what i can control and try to throw out all the noise which is not which is often easier said than done yeah. and not give that energy because all you're doing is giving your, your your energy away and displacing it on the things that you can control right there's an opportunity cost of our time our time is limited you know what are we spending our time doing and with whom are we doing it to me that has a lot to do with success and, and, and mindset and we're gonna have we're gonna doubt ourselves and I doubt myself all the time. I get nervous, I get anxious. I, I'm not confident about everything I do. But I, one of the things I've learned is that just go do it. Take action. Don't be, it comes back to don't be afraid to make mistakes. If they're well intended and you, you're committed to continue to forge forward, even when you make a mistake, then you're not worried about making the mistake. You know, you're just worried about, you're not, your concern, your focus is how do I get better every day? Yeah. Wherever you are in life, if you're just focused on the effort and just getting better, regardless of the outcome, because too much of our, us are outcome focused in that, like, okay, what if I fail? What if I look like a fool in front of someone else? Like, I do my best to, like, I don't care. I have enough confidence that people will assess me based on my intentions, that I genuinely care, I'm a good person, I care about them, and therefore, I'm not, like, attached to that outcome in the moment and I'm just attached to becoming better every single day. So that, that mindset, that growth mindset, that effort will help you get to extraordinary places with consistency is what allows me to continue to forge forward and take massive action. Yeah, no, that's something beautiful. And, and I know in my life, uh, a lot of times when I'm scared, I'm proud of myself because I have the courage to still do it and I think for me, when I look back at my life, a lot of that comes from, you know, being in martial arts and failing so much, getting punched so much and, and, and coming back. Is there, for people that are starting out of their journey and maybe are, have, you know, hesitated in those moments where they can fail, because I know there are a lot of people that are, could be great that are just not trying. Like, what do you want to say to those people? Is there a shortcut, or do you just have to fall on your face a certain amount of time to I, learn? I think, I, think, I think one of the great things to do is, like, ask yourself, what's the worst-case scenario? Yeah. Right, which usually that answer is not so bad. So, yeah. therefore, the benefits of what could be if it is successful and or what you can learn even if you don't far outweigh 
the worst case scenario? Yeah. Or what's the most likely, as Paul would say, yeah. <laughs> worst case scenario, which yeah. is not usually so bad. So yeah. I think when you really break it down, then you say, okay, it's not so bad, then let's go do it. Yeah. You know. So I think, and, and then that becomes a habit, yeah. right? It's often hard to start, but an object in motion tends to stay in motion, and an object at rest tends to stay at rest. So the, what I encourage people to do, just do it. Just, just do it. it. Yeah. You know, and, and recognize that it, in, in a worst case scenario, won't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. How, how what do you want to say to people that, you know, you're starting a business, you're having a dream, and you have this commitment and excitement, but after a couple of days, you get those no's, and now all of that excitement is gone, but the commitment is still there. Like, what do you want to say to those people? How do you keep going when all that excitement and enjoyment is gone for the moment, but there's still a long road ahead? Yeah. Well, it is about recognizing and understanding that, again, what I said before, enjoy the process. Yeah. Part of the process is failing for falling flat on your face, yeah. you know, getting rejected. So that that's one piece, right? Um, the other piece is, again, as I say, playing the long game, knowing that that's inevitable. I think it, it, life is so much about managing expectations. Yeah. First and foremost, your own expectations. So when you know that, quote unquote, disappointment is inevitable, then you're not that upset about it. And it's also, again, about managing other people's expectations, because part of it is you know, if you're going to be great at something, it's going to include many other people. Try to do it on your own. First of all, it's not very gratifying, and you're not going to get nearly as far. Um, so that's a big piece. The other big piece, though, is accountability. Yeah. Like, whatever your big audacious or even if they're not goals are, create accountability. Make sure you've said them and written them and told other people about it and yeah. that you've included other people. So when things get challenging, for me, accountability is so big because when I don't feel like doing it or I'm disappointed, I've got a responsibility and accountability to others such that it's it's non-negotiable because I do not want to let them down. I'm going to jeopardize my credibility, my trust that I've worked hard to build with them. So whatever you are in life, create accountability with other people. Share your goals. Have a coach. Have an accountability partner. Share your goals with your peers, your family, and write them down. Put them up on a big scoreboard. Put them on social media so that when you don't feel like doing it, you're going to look real foolish if you don't continue to forge forward. So those are some of the things that I think are really important to continue to persevere through challenges. Yeah. And how, how is it for you, uh, Josh, you, you, you're working hard, you're going after your dreams and goals, and this is a long journey. What are the, cha the biggest challenges that you have in your life and how do you work to overcome them? For me, some of the biggest challenges are prioritization, which I think is one of the absolute keys to success and, and always continues to be a challenge. As you get more and more successful, it becomes even more and more of a challenge. It's like, what do you say yes to and what do you say no to, right? So I think a big piece of that is, is not overextending yourself and creating enough leverage and systems so that you can take on more and you can create more leverage. That is an on, ongoing challenge and specific like, I am very ambitious, I have very big audacious goals, and I wanna make sure within that that my family, my, my, my beautiful wife Lola and my son Max, are they, they, they don't get the short, you know, short end of that. So that is always an evolving challenge to prioritize, create enough leverage such that I can be ambitious and go after it, but at the same time make sure that I'm prioritizing the right people and the right things. Yeah. And how, what's your opinion about, you know, we're talking about investment banking and a lot of things here in America is like hustle, wake up at you know 4 a.m., do this, do that, and do more and do better. Uh, is that the pathway to success or what, what routes are there out there? Because I think that's, it's screaming in our face, especially in this country, especially if you're in real estate or in any other industry. Uh, and then you see people that, you know, the sniper that knows where to shoot. So I'm curious, like, what's your opinion? On I'm that? a big believer, generally speaking, in narrow and deep. Yeah. So again, what I just said before, yeah. understand your lane, stay in your lane, and go deep and deep and deeper into that lane. Yeah. Become, understand your superpowers and what you're great at, and be make your your, your strength so strong that your weaknesses become irrelevant, yeah. which is narrow and deep. Yeah. The other piece to that also is whatever your plan is and whatever your goals are. It's critical 
to create sustainability, right? Because yeah. sustainability goes hand in hand with playing the long game. Yeah. So make sure that within whatever plan you have, it's sustainable for you, which comes back to self-awareness. You know, you can run 100 miles an hour, but you can only do that for a certain period of time. And that's unique to the individual. So whatever your plan is, make sure it's something that's sustainable for you. I use specifically how I eat. For anyone who's been around me, I'm extremely disciplined and regimented about what I eat. You know, I mean, it's a relatively like low carb. You know, you know. Uh, Why you know, you're so fit? Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been doing that for decades. Decades. Yeah. It's sustainable. It, yeah. I've proven that. Okay. I have a. I don't. People ask me, "What should I eat? How do you eat?" Yeah. Don't eat how I eat most yeah. of the time because yeah. most people can't sustain that. Yeah. So that comes back to having a level of self awareness. I use that as an example. Whatever your plan is, make sure it's something that's sustainable for you, and make sure you have the level of self awareness to recognize that. Yeah. I, I think about that all the time. Whatever I commit to, I try to make sure it's something that's sustainable because I know that if I'm going to be great at it, I've got to be able to do it over a long period of time. And what are the implications of that on the other areas of my life? No, I think that's a great takeaway. And and I think something that I have realized also with meeting a lot of successful people, it's not always the big thing. It's the small thing that is accumulated time over time. And the story I'm just thinking about is uh, we had a, uh, we invited a friend of ours from Turkey to a, a karate camp in Sweden. And he was world champion several times. And the kids got to ask him questions like, what do you do? Like, how can you be so good? And one thing that he said every every time after practice only 10 minutes he practiced one technique extra every practice and it was such a small little detail but it made all the difference and i think that's kind of the interesting part of life and i think success and it, when we talk success right now i mean performance i think the success and performance can be two other things but performance is those small step steps accumulated over time. The little things matter, man. I, I talk about that all of the time. Just the little little extra things that, yeah. that you do to make sure people know that you care. Yeah. The little extra smile, the little extra text message thanking someone, the little, I, I try to be extremely mindful of those yeah. things. You know, as I become quote unquote more successful, yeah. like I don't want to lose those things. You know, and, the, and, and there is a natural tendency to take some of those things for granted. It's human yeah. nature. And I think it's important, and that comes back to just a core value of mine is humility. Like no matter how good anyone becomes, you can always become better and never take, and try your best to take people or things for granted. And don't forget what helped get you here. You know, yeah. never forget where you came from and who helped you get there. It, it, that that's something I really try to instill in myself and my son, and that and that gets back to like the little things, yeah. done with discipline and consistency, turn into the really big things that people notice, yeah. and don't lose those things. So it's very easy to do that. And I, I'm talking to myself busy. as when I you say get that. Busy oh, and, totally. And that's why I, I I admire you because every time I've been in a room with you you give so much and, and, and I know how much is on your plate and you can tell that there's, you're thinking about different things but you still can do that thing. And in martial arts, in Japanese martial, martial arts, it's called sanshin, which means awareness, which means walking into a room to, to understand that somebody's sad, somebody's happy, I need to do this and that. And you have that a, extraordinary ability. Do you know where that comes from? Is that a, a practice or like, because I it's a beautiful it a thing. From, I appreciate that, I, yeah. and, and thank you for noticing that. I, I, I hope you're right. <laughs> um, I, am. I, I, I do think I'm very, very focused. I'm very, I have a, a natural intensity and focus. So when, I'm, when I've got something in mind and a goal, I'm very good at, at, at sticking to it till I bring it to fruition. Yeah. And, and that is moment to moment to moment oftentimes. And I think I, I always know that relationships are the foundation of everything they're yeah. the foundation of success in business they're they're what give you you know fulfillment in life to me is yeah. the, is is the relationship and people again need to know that you care you know no one cares what you know till they know that you care and that is about connecting with people and being present and being focused when people sense that and feel that it opens up unbelievable doors and i think part of that goes also hand in hand with transparency yeah. but you earn that trust you earn 
and, and part of earning that trust, and I'm very clear on that, is to really genuinely connect with people. Yeah. Ask them good questions, come from curiosity, and really listen, which come, and it, in order to listen effectively, you gotta be really focused. Yeah. So that's- You can't I, fake yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. you, you no. gotta be focused. You gotta yeah. really be in the moment. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, that being so strong on your goals, that, I'm, I'm like that, and sometimes I get obsessed, and I'm curious, I need some advice here. Like when, when I decide on doing something uh, in martial arts, it's called Bushiro, the way of the warrior. When it's said, it's like it's already done. And that's how it is in my, my mind. And I think that's good to a certain degree, but sometimes there's another mountain that you see on the way that might be more beautiful and that you should steer uh, to, towards. How are you in that sense? Are you able to, you know, see that and acknowledge that and, and, and do that? Or are you uh, like, no, I need to stick with that. And I'm getting better with age, but I like. But I, there's I, no there's no definitive answer for that. I don't yeah. think at least yeah. that I found. Probably what I, what I will say is I and, and I've said it recently in something, um, you know, commit to the vision and the mission and the purpose, yeah. commit to that, yeah. unwavering, and be flexible in the path. In the path, yeah. So, and 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 how, when do you know when to pivot? That's hard, that, that comes from experience. That comes from modeling other people, it comes from your own life experience. It, there's no right blanket right answer for how long do I stay on this path? Because yeah. I always talk about right being disciplined and consistent and recognizing that there's a lag effect that what you do now does not bear fruit to the to, to some point point in the future almost in everything right. Yeah. So how long do you stick with something knowing that you're not going to see it, the results to a, a point in the future, and how long do you, you know, as opposed to when do you pivot right? Yeah. Right. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting you know a, a, a different outcome. So yeah. that's a fine line as to but. I, I guess I use the model of like commit to the purpose and be flexible in the pathway. Yeah. Um, and and so that that's that's my best answer. No, I think I've, and and that's something beautiful because if you look at like we've all seen athletes that the game start off wrong, and we've seen both of them the people that you know get upset and stay and trying to do the same thing and they lose even though they're really great at what they do. And then we've seen, you know, usually the wiser version that have been around a little bit and they pivot right away. They understand when to do the right thing. And I think that's a beautiful skill. And I don't know how you can learn it without the experience. It, I it guess. Is, it's, and, and you hit it on the head. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's experience. Yeah. What is experience? Action. Action. Yeah. What is action? What is action? Data. Data. Whoever has the most action, the most data, and the willingness and the curiosity to pivot is the one who's going to ultimately be the most successful. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm so I always say, who's ever having the most in in our business, in particular, in relationships, who's having the most conversations, yeah. who's collecting the most data, who's connecting most with people, and that's the person who's going to have the most experience and the most discernment to know when to pivot and not to. Yeah. So I'm going to do something fun before we keep talking with you. I have my personal. Um, journal here I, mean, there, I think there's some cool stuff here so I'm gonna open a page randomly and just see what's there and I want your your uh -oh. comments on it so <laughs> let's see I just want to find something by the way great questions that's, oh. that you're doing so that's oh. I, I really marvel at your your skill and in, in bringing out uh, the best in people oh thank you so oh this is this is interesting we can do these five these are actually from Tom Ferry five questions so uh, why are you on this planet to, to positively impact lives, to make the world a better place. I know that sounds, but that's that's truly what I believe. You know, and what I'm determined to do is make a difference, make a positive difference in the people that I touch. That's beautiful. How will you value your life and your business when you look back on it? Same thing. Same. Very simple. Yeah. How many? What kind of impact did I make on others? When people tell me, and I, I do hear it periodically like and I don't even know which even makes it more satisfying like you told me or you did this which is even better because it's your actions and it really caused me to think about it differently and do it differently and it really helped enhance my life that is the greatest compliment I can ever have it's it's the positive impact we have on others and helping them see their infinite potential yeah. 
I think everyone has infinite potential. The, the question is how much courage and conviction do you have to step out of your comfort zone and go after it? Go after it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the thing I try to instill in others by leading by example to say you can accomplish anything you're committed to and no one said it was going to be easy. No, I love that. And and one thing that I thought about now, when, when people give you that uh, you know, compliment and say that it gives you fuel, and I think if you're listening and watching this, there's somebody in your life that has done something tremendous for you, and you t sometimes you forget to give them that credit, but please reach out to them, send them a text, or make them a video, or, or call them, and just share like what pay type of impact. Yeah, That's what makes the world a better place. It's, 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 it's this is not complicated. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it really isn't. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Who would you be if you were already there? Who would I be if I were already there? Oh, there's a lot of ways to answer that. Um, I would, you know, one of the things I always say, this is a different, it's like my ideal sort of job is to be like a principal of like a grade school or middle school. Um, <laughs> because it would give me an opportunity to really positively impact kids', kids lives. Yeah. I think I, I, there's definitely something, you know, aside from the fact that I have a seven-year-old boy who's yeah. my, the world, my, my, my world, you know, um, I just think that they don't have as much cynicism and, and, and limiting beliefs as, as adults, and they are the future. Um, and I say a principal because I don't know that I quite have the patience to be a teacher. Um, so a principal suits me better. So that is something that I, I think in time I will will get to. Um, you know, very practically, I, I, I want to make a bit more money. So I'm financially, I have the financial freedom to do whatever I want. So money isn't a, a factor right now. It still is. I'm, yeah. you know, building my own wealth. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's my answer to that. And and ask me that question one more time. Like, so. Uh, who, who would you be if you were already there? Yeah, um, and just I just want to be the best leader that I can be, and there's a lot of opportunity for growth for me on that on that front, um, and just be able to really, really even better connect with people, um, make a positive impact, help them see the greatness in them. So I'm always striving to become better and better and touch more people and get a better skill set to do that. I love that, and and it reminds me of uh, perpetually raise the bar, as I always say. And yeah. these these are you know I That's have a lot. A of, I have a lot of I have a lot of slogans, yeah. and and yeah. I can tell you I think long and hard, and reflect on all of them. So they're not just like words; they're yeah. truly things that like I'm committed to leading by example to bring to life. Yeah, and you should definitely check out uh, Josh on Instagram. There's a lot of great stuff. There are a lot of you know interesting videos where you share these things and. I think a great leader can answer a hard question very simply. And that is something I think you do because you think about it long and hard and then you come with the answer. And that's what's beautiful, right? And I, I think about the... There's a lot of room for improvement on that though. <laughs> Thank it, you for that compliment. No, but it is. Yeah, and that, that's, yeah. that's the cool. Yeah. And that's my next thing I'm going to. Going in, having that, being a good leader and wanting to become better and having the humility to say, hey, um, I have so much to learn. That's beautiful. It reminds me of George St. Pierre, the UFC fighter. I don't know if you know, but after his fight, he, he I think he lost one fight uh, again to Matt Serra and then he redeemed himself. And the rest of them, I think he won. Uh, don't quote me on this. But after every fight, after the fight, when he, he was a champion, he went in to the locker room on the mat and went over the things he did wrong. And it's very extreme, but it's also something beautiful with that, to have that ability to, to change and pivot quickly. Um, so let's do one more. Let's see where By we're the way, going. I couldn't agree more yeah. with that. I, 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 I operate very similarly. When, yeah. it, when I have a victory, and I've had many of them, and I continue that, I, all I think about is like what I could have done better. Yeah. You celebrate, I hope. <laughs> I, I do so. Not probably as much as I should, but I, I, I feel like I celebrate every day. I, I do truly have tremendous gratitude for getting to do what I do every day, which is interact with great people and have an opportunity to make a positive impression. And I think that's something that's beautiful. A lot of people ask me, what do you want to do for your birthday? For me, I just want to chill and you know, sit with a coffee, read a book, write in my notebook. And my wife's like, let's do something. Yeah. This is what I'm doing yeah. because my everyday life is beautiful. And I think that's something that people need to understand. It, 
It's beautiful to travel. I love travel. It's beautiful to go and eat great food. It's beautiful to celebrate and party and do all of that. But if you can incorporate more party in your everyday life and enjoy the things like going to the gym or having good conversations with people or that's what makes the life. I, I got to stop you there. People ask me, you know, how many hours do you work a week? I get asked that all the time. I go, I have no idea. I do not distinguish work and play. Yeah. To me, they're indistinguishable, and it's yeah. by design. Yeah. And that's what helps create the sustainability in my life. I love what I do. Obviously, I don't love every single thing of it, but you know, with the good, you can't you can't not accept some of the, some of the the, the not so good. Yeah. I love what I do, and I don't I don't like count like this is work, this is play. They they yeah. blend entirely, yeah. and I'm very purposeful about making sure that I'm working with people I like. That's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Because I, I know I'm going to spend a lot of time with them, so I better like hanging out with them. Yeah. So to me, I'm very intentional about letting work and play be indistinguishable. I love that. And and I think it, some people are listening now and say, yeah, you love your work. That's awesome. I hate my job. But the, the, Then the, find the, something you love because life some, is way too short. Right. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. make sure to enjoy the, at least the relationships in that job because I think it was Ashton Kutcher who said this. There's people out there that are, you know, they're working at, like a minimum wage job right now and say, I'm gonna perform when I get the opportunity. He's yeah. like, I was great at McDonald's when I started working there. And that's how you get the next and next opportunity. So if you're out there now and think that you're gonna, everything is gonna fall in your lap and then you perform, the world doesn't- Find the opportunity in everything. It's yeah. a, another core belief. You find what you're looking for. You can yeah. find the good in every person or every situation, yeah. or you can find the bad. You choose, there's plenty of both. You can find the opportunity, you can find the problem, or you can find the solution. You yeah. choose. That's a big piece of what I choose to live my life. Find the silver lining and the opportunity in everything. It exists everywhere. And sometimes it's not so easy, but if you're committed to finding it, you will. You will, yeah. Let's do one more. Let's see if I can have something from here. Um, discipline creates freedom. Oh, I couldn't, wanna, I, I, I couldn't agree more. So can we talk about I that? I mean, I, I think to me it gets back to play the long game. Discipline now creates freedom later. It goes hand in hand with that lag effect that if you build the foundation and the fundamentals now, you call your own shots in the future. Yeah. You know, And I think a lot of people don't get that. They want it instantaneously. They don't endure. They don't stay disciplined and consistent. And they never earn the freedom. So I'm a huge believer in in building the foundation with discipline, with consistency, and then it opens up so much opportunity for you in the future. I'm with you, and it's 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 beautiful uh, to have to see people that goes after what they want. And if you're if you're here with us now, listening to this show, we we are doing this. It's Friday afternoon. Uh, gonna let you go soon. Your son has has a dance. Has a dance, uh, <laughs> which cool. is exciting. Yeah. But we're yeah. here. This is all free for you guys. So I want you to take some time if you're listening, watching this, and, and start thinking about life, your life. How can you improve yourself, and what can you do to to maybe focus a little bit more on on the long game and and and, and, and what you have in what you gratitude have. I'm, yeah. I, that to me is like the foundation of all of it yeah. like be grateful for what you have every single person has some great things and people and circumstances in their lives yeah. they also have some things that probably aren't so great yeah. but you choose to focus on what you want to focus on and for me I'm very grateful for focusing on all the great people all the opportunity that I have so gratitude to me is is like what propels me every single day. Yeah. Now that that's beautiful, and I th I think that's sometimes hard, right? Because we can have that, uh, you know, we, we can meet ten people that are really nice, and then we get somebody that cuts you off in traffic or or gives you the finger or something, and then you start thinking about that. How do you do practically when when something like that happens? You know, you have a great day, you're gra you you did your gratitude practice, and then. You, you come out and driving to the office and somebody honks Simple. and say like. I always take the higher road. Yeah. I don't give that energy or fuel. I'm a big believer in giving people the benefit of the doubt till they show me otherwise, knowing that at times 
I may get burnt by them, and I'm okay with that because that's what helps open up all the doors for all the good people. Compassion. So, and, compassion yeah. entirely. That, that and, and, and yeah, you just don't give that fuel. And there are gonna be a lot of not so great people and not so great circumstances. And I also, I'm wired, I've recognized this too, I have a very short memory on those things. That's I forget them real fast. Yeah. And I know it's probably just the way my mind's wired and, 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 and it, it serves me well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah. I think the being a person who spreads positive energy, I think, it, I think it's important that we all do it as much as we can. It reminds me of supposedly somewhere in America, there's an old man that every morning when people drive to work, he stands in the, in the I think it's in the corner of that street, and he screams to everybody, "I love you, I love you forever," <laughs> and it might sound insane, but it's beautiful. Oh, I'm sure it makes yeah. a big impact. Yeah, I mean, it's got to put a smile on your face. It's like everyone has an opportunity to put a smile on someone else's face. So, what are you doing to do that? You know, we all have these amazing opportunities just with the little things. Yeah. So if you think about that and what kind of positive impact you can make on people by just saying hi or saying thank you or smiling, yeah. those things make a big difference. And, and I'm not saying I'm anything but perfect on that. There's plenty yeah. of opportunity for me to grow, but I try to create a level of self-awareness around that. And sometimes we're not in the best mood and we are disappointed. That's human nature. I'm not perfect at all. I don't feel like doing it a lot. But I choose most of the time to get myself out of that real fast. Like you can't control your first thought, but you can control every thought thereafter. And that takes discipline, consistency, and that can eventually become a habit with the, the level of self-awareness. So I think everyone has that opportunity if they choose to exercise it. I think this is a hum the human growth is something beautiful because a lot of times our goals are external you know, that car, that watch, that house, that, that money. But those are all great things. But if we can also start setting goals on who we are becoming as a human being, how do I treat others? What type of father am I? What type of husband and friend am I? How, what type of son am I? How do I want to show up in times of weakness? How do I want to share open heartedly to actually bring hope to others? Because everybody's believes that everybody got their shit together, which is not true. Uh, so if we can bring this back and before we end to something, you know, tangible for the people here to start their growth. Uh, what what you, would you say is the first step people can take to start getting closer to their dreams? Yeah, I think it is, it is hope and hope hope is an ability to is a capability and a willingness, I should say, to think, to believe yeah. that the future is better than the present, yeah. right? It's all about improvement, and that's unique for the individual. But with hope comes agency, meaning there's a level of self, you know, of, of personal responsibility one needs to take to take action to yeah. get it better. So I, I hope, quite frankly, that I instill hope in others. That's part of making a positive impact. It's a fundamental part of that. And, and leading by example, but showing them that with action, yeah. that life can become better. But it takes the courage to take that first step. The first step is often the hardest step. Yeah. Don't overthink it, take the first step. And that first step becomes easier and easier as you continue to progress. And that is hope. We all want, happiness is progress, right? And, and progress just means how do I get a little bit better tomorrow than I am today? And when we believe we're growing and progressing, we're generally pretty darn happy, yeah. right? But it takes responsibility, it takes action, it takes agency. I love that. And to add to that, one thing that I, I learned recently, it's also you gotta do it even when it doesn't feel good. Because if you're, if you're not in the place that you wanna be in your life right now, chances are it doesn't feel that good right now, but you still have to do it. And if you look at the people that are pros on whatever they do, they still execute even on the days when they don't feel like it. It's a long, long journey. Josh, what should I have asked you but I forgot? What should you have asked me but you forgot? Um, You know, I, I guess, you know, and I've touched on this a little bit, life is awfully short. And as I get older, 
I'm 51 years old, which is sort of daunting sometimes when I think about it, although I don't feel really much different yeah, now. in California. Than, like than I did when I was 20, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't quite recover as quickly, so that, that's true, but I'm probably in just about as good a shape as I was then. Um, go after your dreams. Like, don't be afraid to stumble. Like, that's okay. You know, just stay consistent. It comes back to just embrace the journey. Same thing I said before take incremental steps every day to become better and, and think about, really think about what kind of positive impact are you having on others. So again, that's great for others, yeah. but I'm telling you, that's even better for yourself. Yeah. You know, I'll be to be frank, a lot of this in many ways is very selfish. It feels good to make a positive impact, at least for me. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it all. It's win-win. You're doing good things for others right you're creating value for them and for me quite frankly just that the fact that i'm making that impact and they recognize it and or sometimes not that makes me feel real good and that that's the key when everyone is winning it just creates exponential opportunity and value for everyone and that to me is what the world should be all about right life and business and relationships are not a zero-sum game meaning one person's win does not need to be someone else's loss everyone can win and i think when more and more people understand that the world becomes a much bigger better place i love that and i do believe in my heart of hearts that that's true and that it's something beautiful about this i know world. it's true <laughs> you know it's true. Yeah. that that's that's something that's beautiful in this world and uh, josh i really really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart you're awesome brother uh, yeah thank, thank you so yeah. much for taking the time uh, on a Friday to share this uh, and share the lessons that you have learned over the years. It's it's very helpful and we're so grateful for it. Privileged and honored, I mean that, like sincere. This is what it's all about, this kind of stuff, and hopefully this touches someone. Yeah, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you everybody who is here, who is still with us, uh, listening to ask for about an hour of your time. We know it's a lot, but it's important, so please, share this with somebody that needs to hear this message let me know how it's going for you and let me know how we can help we're here we, we love what we do and this is something that's awesome and i also wanted to ask you and i forgot to ask you if people want to connect with you work with you what where, where do they find you uh, probably the easiest thing is just on instagram spitzen uh spitzen josh it's my last name and yeah. uh, then my first name and um and you can always direct message me and my cell number is 310-341-8177. Um, I will always answer anyone. Um, you know, some people are like, I'm afraid to give out my cell number. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't live my life in fear in any way, shape or form. I'm an open book and anyone can reach out to me directly. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. And that's it. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Thank you.